Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brent. I'm here with the vet, Ian Griffin. And we are in the motor pool at the talk. Yes, we are in the garage at the talk. Yes, it's nice climate controlled, as all garages should be. And uh, we're having a good time enjoying the uh, fact there's no loud noises and uh, not doing any knuckle busting today. Mm -mm. So, coach, today is our 46th podcast. Wow, that's unbelievable. Can you No. July 28th, we started out this, this venture. July. July. And we've done 46. And we've done 46. A lot has happened since July, but there's a whole lot more that's happened since yes. January the 1st. This will be our last podcast for 2020 right here. Okay. So I think we need to do a year review. Okay. Year review 2020. What yes. a year this has been. Unbelievable. So there's a lot of things that happened. And, uh, man, I got like eight pages of all this stuff. <laughs> and there's only like some of it I want to hit. So you want me to start out or you want to start out? Go ahead. Throw something out there. Uh, I'm going to start out that we had celebrity deaths. No. We had non-celebrity people who influenced that died that, that caused movements. And then we have people, to me, that to our listeners are more, probably more important than anything is the ones that were in our families that died that really affect our day-to-day -day lives, to be honest. Sure. And uh, <clears throat> some of the celebrity deaths that I got, though, is uh, to me was Sean Connery, Kenny Rogers, wow. uh, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Wow, those are just huge. You know the drummer for Quiet Riot and Wasp, Frankie Benali yes. died. Uh, Kobe Bryant, which it wasn't just Kobe Bryant. It was Kobe Bryant. It was his daughter. Yeah. There were seven other people who's, who all their families just, you know. That was one of those days it was just like it wasn't real. I remember for a day or two, it was like it just didn't feel yeah. real. Kind of like, you know, every so often you'll have that with, with you know, a celebrity death where it just doesn't feel I'm sad that, that he died, but mm -hmm. my gosh, she was th his daughter was 13 years old, and there was uh, some family. There was parents that their family and their kids, yeah. and it's just that's just tragic. I mean, all of them are. We all feel invincible from time to time, yeah. and I think when someone like that passed away young, and it's like it just doesn't seem real. And I will say, Alex Trebek, oh, which yeah. we, you know, most time when you have pancreatic cancer, the chances of survivor is slim, and. We kind of got to see the, the stages with him a little bit. Yeah. And you had Charlie Pride. Yeah. You know. Just uh, recently. Yeah, just recently. Kiss Angel, Good Morning. Man, mm -hmm. I'll always remember that and, uh, song. And uh, so those are some celebrities. And uh, I think that really uh, most people can relate to them or, or recognize them in some shape or form or fashion. I personally think Eddie Van Halen, uh, just uh, what he contributed to the, the music industry alone. Uh, yeah might not ever be repeated again just no. to, uh, and he from a guitar standpoint you know I, I play guitar i mean you had after hendrix died there was a few that kind of had to carry it on and he was yeah. one of them uh steve ray vaughn uh yeah. you got eddie van halen a few others that but eddie van halen was there was that sound of the 70s and the 80s yeah. that was absolutely crazy with van halen that it's 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 just nuts that he's gone a musician that couldn't read music yeah they did it all by ear and memory. Yeah. That's insane when you think about it. So those are kind of some of the things that are the celebrity things that, yeah. that are, we're just sad that that happened in 2020. And uh, and then you have non-celebrities, which really cause movements, which probably rightfully so, which was George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, Vanessa Gillian down in Fort Hood, Texas. Right. And all three of those, uh, and there's more. Ahmaud Aubrey. Yes. We talked about that. Yes, sir. And uh, all of those really sparked uh, 
a sense of desire to promote change in how things are done. Right, change, equality, injustice, yeah. words that were used a lot in 2020. Um, a lot of times people felt out of, out of sorts with, you don't understand my plight, we're trying to understand your plight. Yes. Uh, but there was the injustices. Uh, even if they weren't true, it, I think sometime in 2020 we had to learn that understanding other people's injustices and plots, even if we don't feel them as, as myself as a white uh, guy in America, maybe I don't feel the same way as someone else with a different color. I think that really was a big part of 2020. So I, I agree. And, uh, and I, I, I don't think that there, those names or the movement that came after will be, be forgotten anytime mm -hmm. soon, to be quite honest. No. And hopefully we get some good out of it because of those. Um, so some of the things that I got here, Coach, uh, I'll start off with January 3rd. You know, we did a, a drone strike on Iranian General yeah. Soleimani, which kind of a unique time in our history that when we have a military action that's actually for the good of the people in that area and soldiers and sailors and Marines and, and everybody that's down there, it's one of the few times that we had half half of political parties throw outrage about it and you're just like what the flip man yeah so that's the probably the first thing and um and then you know shortly after that uh we had to walk down the halls in a very orchestrated manner and uh sign some things with some very expensive pens and, and evoke <laughs> articles of impeachment thousand dollar pens man yeah thousand dollar pens hey if i had some thousand dollar pens i'd sell them for about 600 each me too. I mean, sell them quick, sell them quick, you know. But that was all ego-based. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it was just insane. A lot of hatred between some parties and people going on yeah. early in the year. Yeah. So I think that kind of starts it out. Tell me what you got, Coach. Well, one of the persons that I, that I as, a his, as a history teacher and loves government, loves our country, and studied the Supreme Court for a number of years, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying was huge. Yes. Uh, it was huge because when I voted for Trump the first time, it was – it was. I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to vote when he was going against Hillary. It was just mm -hmm. like, who am I going to vote for? But after having some conversations, actually with my brother and some other people, I'm thinking I, he's at least going to get one that he could, the person yep. would get elected, would get one on Supreme Court, possibly a second, but never in a million years I think you get three. And when she passed away, I knew it was going to be crazy because she was the left of the left on, for the left. Yeah, and I know that. Someone like my sister that's that's a, a liberal person, Ruth Bader Ginsburg to her was someone that, that she looked up to. Mm -hmm. And I remember something that it's not to make fun of her, and I wouldn't, but I think if I remember on Facebook she posted that she, she couldn't even talk about it because she knew that Trump was going to get that replacement. It was going to be yeah. a conservative, and it was going to be almost like a slap in the face. But that was huge. That's yeah. a huge difference uh, for the court, having someone that progressive – knowing you're going to get someone that conservative to replace him. Yeah, and, and uh, I'll take all the heraldry out of it that everybody wants to give her honor and everything else and um, with, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But let's be honest, she is probably one of the most outspoken yeah. justices we've had. Well, we expect our justices to be silent. I mean, we expect them to execute off their paper in the Supreme Court. We expect them to be non-political, non-diva, yeah. as she liked to say she was, <laughs> you know, and all those other things. Yeah. And she was... Uh, dramatically different than that and I'm not here to knock her on it I'm just saying that she was not the normal person that you you saw in the Supreme Court we see people in robes that don't say nothing they all sit up there when the State of the Union goes on they mm -hmm. don't 
She goes there and she goes to sleep. The rest of them go there and they pay attention, you know? <laughs> right. So it is what it is. And so anyway. Yeah. Anyway, and, uh, yeah, that was one thing early on. Uh, and then talking about disrespect, the uh, impeachment was, to me, was just ridiculous. Yes. But to have the vote coming down uh, that he was impeached in January, then we had the, uh, the Senate was going to acquit him the same week that they were going to have the uh, State of the Union. So, that was a crazy political week. So you have the State of the Union on February 4th, and you have the, the, the Senate acquit on the February 5th. Yeah. And then not only that, because we wanted to, to, to act like we had power, yes, but, well, but before we had that, was, well, I let him do the State of the Union address in the Congress. Right. Uh, because I'm Nancy and I hold all the power. Let me put my queen aspect on. Yeah. And that's what she did. She goes, I am going to act an ass and sit there and go, I don't know if I allow him to do that. And you know? rip up the speech. And then she ripped up the speech yeah. in a very orchestrated yeah. way to turn so her base. And that sets the stage for, at that point in time right there, I believe the odds were way high that President Trump, because of the economy and what was going on in the country, was going to be reelected, no problem. Yeah, he would have been. But then the well, Wuhan Chinese folks came in. Well, before that, I got to give some hats off to you. Is your Chiefs won the Super Bowl right before that? Chiefs, hometown. Yeah, yeah. White hometown House boy, native, yeah. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. They won, and so afterward, uh, the 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 virus has been out for a little bit, mm -hmm. but on February 11th. The World Health Organization named it from the coronavirus to the COVID-19 yeah. is what they did. And so you have that. And then um, and then on the end of the month, February 29th, which was my last official day in the Army, February 29th was the first corona death in the United States. Yeah. And then things changed dramatically. Absolutely. You know, so um, we can just pause a second because I can stop it. Come on in. And then we have on March 13th, the president declares coronavirus a national emergency. Right. And it's the same time that Breonna Taylor was shot. As yeah, well. that's, that, yeah. Was a, that was a terrible time. I think that was the beginning of this year going to so, hell in a handbasket. I, I agree. I right. mean, it was all As soon that. as March came through, and, and right before that, you had 25 people die around the Nashville area for tornadoes. Right. And, uh, but I, I agree. Then shortly after that, the NBA, uh, the in, NCAA canceled female and that blew me away. That blew me away. The NCAA yep. would do that at the time. And then you had the Olympics came out, and so they suspended the 2021 for the Summer Olympics. Unbelievable. And then, for once, uh, for a little bit of time, Congress got together and they passed the Corona Relief Bill. Which was although still they, for the second one. Although they they wanted to make the Democrats wanted to make. Uh, Airlines, they want to put in their airlines, not use fossil fuels or some crap like that. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, they want to triple in that. In a pandemic. Yeah, in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, but March 27th, we passed that, and then we got the first check somewhere in April. So uh, so that's the start of it. But I agree with you, Coach. That is the trickle-down effect. That's when the decline went. And uh, and, I, and, and I do think this, and they, they may deny it or not, but we all know how politicians are. Uh, I think uh, – well, we, we know they admitted to it because some of them said, keep losing your job so we can win the election. You know, yeah. Some of them even said that. AOC, it won't mention your name, but uh, the bartender, she said it. 
And uh, it's okay for you to stay out of job as long as you win the election. And uh, some of them, you know, maximize it for strategic effect. And then there's some that it was for real effect is really happening out there. And our leaders didn't pay attention to it. Sure. And I mean, I hope that I remember correctly, but I believe it was George Stephanopoulos said years ago, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. And I believe the Democrats started doing this about coronavirus time. Yeah, that's, that was the mantra of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And there was some actually... As they were passing the bill, as they were getting ready to pass the bill, that was some of them like, hey, hey, maybe we shouldn't pass this bill because we'll give him what he wants. And that's what, you know, and then kind of Nancy kind of pulled everybody in. We'll give him what he wants this once, and then we ain't giving him what he wants ever again. Right. And uh, we still have time. Nancy. Right. Yeah. So, oh, man, this is crazy. You it start is. remembering all this is, wow. So some of the things the U.S. pulled out of the, the World Health Organization, which mm. and people say, well, why would we do that? Kind of like the Paris Climate Report. Because we put most of the money in, and we're not the ones that violators. Right. You know, we, like the Paris Climate one is, is third world countries the violators, but we're paying the biggest price, so why not? Uh, the draft was held remotely. That was different. Yes. I mean, some of those things that started happening from, you know, Zoom meetings and remote. Yep. Like I was in school at the time, and we couldn't go to school. We couldn't go on campus at, you know, for our school for months. We were taking stuff up. My daughter was doing everything. They were doing remote learning and yep. Zoom meetings. Uh, uh, it was just kind of like, this is so weird going on. And then I remember around my mom's birthday, and I'm sure you have the date, that video comes out of the Aubrey being uh, chased down and shot. Yeah, so what, what, uh, yeah, on May 5th, the video is leaked. Yeah. Now, I don't like how it's put, it's, it's leaked. I don't know why the, the video couldn't be out to begin with unless right. it incriminated some people which as long I don't have a problem with that either as long as we're going after who, who it incriminates but see we had Breonna Taylor then we had that then we had that and then and that's going to set up the craziness of about three or four weeks later yeah so May 5th the video came out and then during May the world passed uh, 300,000 deaths in the yeah. coronavirus unemployment rate in America was 14.7 after in January it was hardly anything right and then May 25th hit, and George Floyd is killed in Minneapolis. And, and that, that, that was, that set a lot of things in motion that I believe it, it was the second part of Trump's yeah. downfall. It had nothing to do with Trump, but the response that came from it, from yeah. the left and from young people uh, of all colors, really put almost, you had to pick a side type feeling was going on. And your side that you picked, if you like President Trump, then you were kind of like this old way of being almost racist and thinking. Yeah. And if you didn't, you were this new progressive thinking that all this stuff needs to be changed and everything needs to be about Black Lives Matter. It was just a huge, huge... It was a huge mess. Mess. I mean, yeah. and normally you tend to think on certain things that uh, conservative businesses and such, they hit every business it was. Even CNN, I was so shocked on that. You know, it received <laughs> damage and I was like... Welcome to the club, boys. Uh, this has been Comments going on for years. Got hit, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, but I, me personally, I fully comprehend and understand the issues that happened with George Floyd. Sure. What I do not ever understand is why is it acceptable, or what is the positive thing that's coming out of burning half a city block down and burning people's personal businesses down <clears throat> and looting and things of that nature. I've never understood that. And that's just no. not me. The I don't First Amendment agree. gives you the right to peaceful protest. And once yep. you go past that, it's criminal. I think we covered that in the podcast. We, we sure did. And it's the truth. People yep. say, well, 
they weren't hearing us when we were peacefully doing it all these years or decades or whatever. No, we were hearing you. Yeah. Uh, things had gotten different, maybe even gotten better. But when this, now I didn't know a person, black, white, Mexican, green, purple, whatever, that thought what happened to George Floyd was okay. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Same thing that happened to Aubrey. It's, nobody thought it was okay. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's tragic. So I believe just that movement, that anger that, that was coming from the, the, the divide in our country that started under Obama got so much worse under Trump and looked like he was going to be reelected again and people were losing their mind and then the pandemic hits and all these bad things. It's just, just yeah. rolling down the hill. Well, ball. I think that we say this in the Army is when, when people have nothing to do because the pandemic kept us nothing to do. Exactly. Bad Ooh. things come out because they sit there and just fester and brew. And it, just think about this. George Floyd happened in Minneapolis, okay? Mm -hmm. And protests went all over across the world, even went to Berlin and things of that nature. But I do not understand how you're doing anything positive, tearing something down in Atlanta, Georgia, the CNN Center that represents George Floyd. This is me. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. But we, we moved on, and even June 1st, the president came out and held the Bible on Lafayette Square, and people made a ruckus up all about that. But I do know those same people who had been a previous president would have, would have kissed the ground he walked on for doing it, but just because it was him, they didn't, you know, and let's call it what it is. Let's don't lie about it. That's exactly the fact. And uh, so anyway. And, and, and I see something on your list. June 9th, COPS is canceled. After yeah. 31 years, COPS is canceled. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I still to this day don't get that. I don't, I don't either. But I want, I want to, I want to back up one on June 7th. Demonstrators pulled down the statue of a 17th century slaver, Edwin Colstein in England, and threw it in the harbor. Okay. I don't have a problem if, if we go amongst uh, a town legislative committee or something like that and we vote on it and say, no more funding for this and let's take this down. I agree with that. If that's what we're going to do, then let's do it. But let's do it in a... a Peaceful? Let me, let, me, let me see if I can say it. Let's do it in a non-tribal fashion. Mm. Let's do it in a society that has gotten past adding one plus one and things of that nature. Mm. And instead of doing it into... Uh, a purge society like that, like the movie The Purge. Sure. And uh, did his statue need to come down? Probably so, to be honest. Uh, I don't doubt that. It just didn't need to be uh, a riot or chaos or you know mm -hmm. anything like that. And I agree with you, the cops. I know many people watch cops, and, you know, it's just kind of interesting is, okay, that's our answer to fix everything. So the police are the problem for everything. Yeah. Okay. At this time, it was. So yeah, At exactly. this time... In our country, in summer, everything was about the police were doing things wrong. Even though right. I know a lot of police officers, and they're far from that. Uh, so later, moving along, you know, um, June 18th came around, and uh, Supreme Court ruled that DACA was a good program. It, it can stay. And then um, uh, you had some Whole Foods workers sent home for wearing Black Lives Matter uh, mask. And so you got this whole paradox. Mm -hmm. Either you can wear the mask if it's only Black Lives Matter and you it, and you get exempted because Dude. it's them, but you can't wear all these other masks right. because it didn't meet the social media criteria. Right. But you can wear these because it's okay. Do you uh, remember the first time you went out in public and saw people wearing masks? Yeah, uh, no, I, I I remember when it came out, and uh, but I don't really. Uh, I remember this feeling I had, and I went to Walmart, and, and to be honest with you, there was two Asian ladies mm -hmm. that had the mask on, and I just saw a documentary on Wuhan, yeah, like a very early one, not, not a full documentary, it was about a 15-minute, 
And I thought, there's no way this is going to go in America. We're not going to do this. And then I saw that in Walmart, and I thought, what are y'all doing? And then within a week, it was they were popping up everywhere. Yeah, and in, as we've learned in America, we'll do whatever we're told. I mean, so <laughs> exactly. So whatever the media tells us, we'll do it. And, you know, and just to throw out the mask, and I'm going to quote somebody that you and I both know, the N95 mask was built for tuberculosis bacteria, and which is a large particle, yeah. where the coronavirus is a small particle. But I ain't going to say nothing bad about it. I mean, those mask makers are making a killing. And you know what? And and I do believe that it slows it down. But I know people who are in the medical profession, several of them, they've been wearing a mask the whole time and got the coronavirus. So you tell me how the mask didn't do it. I mean, I don't know. So, you know, so is it a wool rise? Is it a comfort thing? Let's face the fact on one thing. At first, why did we not say everybody wear a mask? Let's call it what it is. Because we didn't have enough of them. Right. It's, it's the real deal is we didn't have enough of them. And if you think, oh, we would have all waited our turn, bullshit. Go look at the damn lines going to get toilet paper, okay? Yeah. We learned our lesson when we think we're going to run out of toilet paper, everybody goes crazy. That was the deal with the mask is we, we had to kind of slow it, let the medical professionals get their mask first because they're treating it every day, you know. And to be honest, if you really wanted to, you know, about masks, are the cloth ones okay? Do you wash them all the time? Really, you should probably dispose of them every day. You know, right. I don't, I'm just throwing it out there. But anyway, that's well, just Ian Griffin. The, the mask that I've seen in the last couple of months, getting close to the end of the year, are becoming just a fashion mask. Yes. They have, you know, you know, anything on them. They look very thin. Some of them, you just yeah, pull man. them up, and you can see through them. Yeah. I mean, and there's a guy, I'm sorry, where I at, at the prison, he made his own. And when he, he was telling one of his cellmates that was in there, was saying, when he coughs, I can see stuff coming through it. Yeah. So... Do not misunderstand me. I think the masks do help slow it down, okay? Or is but, social distancing, or is it both? But it's not the one-all cure-all. It's not the magic pill that goes, woohoo, we're alive now, guys, because it ain't working that way. Because you and I both wore masks and All I know is us. we have 300,000 people that died that they put on their certificate, possible or coronavirus, mm-hmm. but I don't, they're not even talking about the flu anymore. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of a flu death. And, and we, we really never talked about what's the cost of the hospital gets for one exactly. either. $70,000. $70,000. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? So anyway, uh-huh. this year has been interesting. And then, then we got we to gotta highlight this date of all days. The most important date was J- July 28th. We released our first podcast. Number one at that time. Yes. We didn't know what we were doing at all. We, well, we still we, don't. We, we still don't. We just but, enjoy it. But we released our first podcast. And then as we, between that time... And November 3rd, we had an election, and we had some surprises. We had some podcasts going on there. Okay, let's do something real quick. Yep. Between that time and the election, what, what is just one thing about the election that you remember, or of the pre-election? Of the pre-election? Something uh, that went, you know, I'll give you first. I, I, Go ahead. I, that you could not get Biden to come out publicly and talk, right. ever. Second is, after the first debate, the yelling scream match, the second one was canceled. Yep. You know that Abraham Lincoln, I believe it was Abraham Lincoln and the guy he was running against, I can't remember the exact time, that they had seven and they were hour and a half each. They, they were long, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, the thing I remember is Biden would not be, he would not speak. He mm-hmm. was the, the one that cannot be heard. Another one is Biden would have six or eight people out at a rally and Trump would have 25,000. Yeah, yeah. But it was just because Biden's people were, they're home filling out those uh Voter cards. They didn't. They didn't want to get the coronavirus. Either. And the the other thing I remember is, is uh, the media being the American media. That it is you know, mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Well, 
What did you have for breakfast today? President Trump, how many people have you killed today? Yeah. So, I mean, it was about just, this one-sided if I've ever seen was yeah. this election. And I, and, and it, I can't believe I'm saying that, but 90% of what you hear on the news, read on the newspaper, see online, or any cable was negative towards Trump, positive towards anybody but Trump. Well, so I, I was going to do a Friday stop to ponder on this, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll explain it. On December 14th was the day we released the corona uh, uh, vaccine. Um, so it's the day it goes into effect. I pull up CNN because I'm on the road, and I pull up CNN during this time. And as I pull up CNN, I look at the first five top stories. So you have a top story, and you have sub-stories. You have a top story, and you have sub-stories. Pull up the first five. None of them talked about the, di and this was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, none of them talked about the distribution of the corona vaccine. Mm -mm. None of them. The first top story was GOP lawmaker turns to become a Democrat <laughs> and is mad at Trump and the leaders. Okay, is that news? That, on any news agency, regardless of Democrat or Republican, which side it's flips, that's probably a number 10, 12. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Well, number one should have been... The, the vaccine, no doubt. Yeah. The other thing that should have been there was they voted on the uh, to endorse the state elections. You know the outcome. They certified it. Congress did. Yeah. That was number four. That's so crazy. you know, first we had bashing and hating, and then we had. Then the other thing was was once you get it, it did have articles says once you get the corona vaccine, that you need to wear a mask and you need to worry about this and this and this. That's fear mongering, so the media can hold on to you. Yeah. So we saw that at its best. The one thing that we probably oh. is evident of, besides the obvious negative things of corona and things of that nature, is the, the people that profess journalism are lacking. Yeah. And maybe they got that free college shit going on. It could have been. Uh, and, uh, but they're lacking tremendously. They're lacking objectivity. They're lacking honesty. And they're lacking just letting the people say, oh, well, maybe it's this or this. So yeah. Instead of giving well, twenty twenty to me will be remembered for one thing for sure is, I and mean, I never would have thought this in the, in the most freest country in the world that we believed in liberty and justice and all these great things, but we pretty pretty much just gave up our liberty and freedom with no fight. Did what they just told us to do. We shut down our yep. own businesses. We just yep. just because of something that has a chance to kill you that's less than one percent. We, we are we, you kidding me? We we. We believe in freedom of speech and justice and all that, as long as your freedom of speech agrees with my speech. Exactly. It can't be that you. We and did I a hate speech on together. that. I mean, yeah. it's the truth. It's not. It's just because someone says something or something happens and it offends them. Now that's become hate speech. You gotta agree with me, or you hate me. You have yeah. to agree with me, or you're a racist or whatever. I, I agree. This is the year of that. Uh, that. That is exactly what's going on. I, I had somebody say, "If you don't believe in wearing masks, then I have nothing for you." Da 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 da. And I'm like, I know some people who do not believe in those things that are very intellectual people right. who are very smart. So I think this is kind of a, a, a roundabout wash-up on, on 2020. 2020, but a crazy year. It's crazy and chaotic is what I'll say is what it is. So, 2021 is almost here. It's almost here. So from the coach. Right. And from the vet. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned.